from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. You know, you gotta have your water. You just gotta have your blueberry pomegranate water. You just gotta have it. Welcome to the Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, I just got the groceries. If you listen to Monday's episode, you know it ended somewhat abruptly because my groceries that I had had ordered had been delivered, and I needed to go put those away. And with it came my lovely blueberry pomegranate aha water. Aha, go on and send the check. Uh, and so now that the groceries are put away and I have some new hydration, let me actually take a sip. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's so good. We get back into the joy of booking, and now actually this episode is a joy of ranking because last week we started doing the uh, Marvel movies, the movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We ranked, oh, is the 12 of them. And we're going to keep going. We're going to keep on moving, doing those. Our top five as of now are Avengers, Captain America Winter Soldier, Iron Man 2, Iron Man, and then Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, feedback from the show has been that uh, mostly positive. Uh, A couple people disagreed. Somebody was making a case for the Age of Ultron, which... Maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe I need to watch it again. I remember just not liking it the first time. Um, and, uh, you know, some uh, mostly people argued for Guardians, and you might be right. I think Guardians is tainted for me because of the experience I had, um, you know, seeing it with my wife and the fact that she just really didn't like it. Um, but it is good. Don't get me wrong. Is it better than Iron Man, the original which many argue is like a perfect movie. I don't know. Is Iron Man 2 ranked too high? Maybe. Maybe Iron Man should be one spot higher. Guardians should be one spot higher. And Iron Man 2 should be number five. But you know what? I'm going to leave it. That was the decision that I made. And things are going to change anyways, because right away, our first movie that we are going to be doing here is 2016's uh, Captain America Civil War. The problem with Captain America Civil War is that the first two thirds of that are my, or maybe even three quarters of that are my favorite of a Marvel movie, perhaps ever um, from the opening scene, which is great to introducing the Sokovia Accords, seeing the dissension. Now I started reading when I got into Marvel digital unlimited uh, years ago, I began kind of around the era of the Civil War storyline. Now, this is not that. Um, The story in the movies is different than the story in the comics and obviously involves way more characters because it's a comic book. Um, But, you know, the the dissension between Captain America and Iron Man is good. Introducing the Black Panther is great. They do an awesome job with that. Uh, Having Bucky... You know, starting to become or being re-brainwashed and you have the whole thing with uh, Zemo. That's good. Uh, Assembling their teams with the Spider-Man recruitment and the Ant-Man recruitment and all of that is good. The the 
split between Wanda and Vision. You know, you get to see that they're bonding. Um, you get to see that there's obviously something between them. And then there's a split. It's not personal. Like, all of that is great. The The fight scene at the airport is amazing and phenomenal. Then we get to the whole, you know, Bucky killed Tony Stark's parents and they're fighting in Siberia. That whole thing, I lose the thread. You know, the I, I'm not as interested in that. I understand why it's important. I understand the moment. But, you know, that to me isn't exciting. I, I get to the airport scene. When I rewatch that movie, I get to the airport scene and then I stop. Or I fast forward to the, the end in which, you know, Tony's got the phone and Cap leaves the voicemail and he goes and breaks them out of the raft. Like, that to me is, you know, that part I like. So, you know, it's hard to say, do I rank it? Because right off the bat, I would say, when people ask me, what is your favorite MCU movie? I usually go with Civil War, and then I add the caveat. I don't know if that's worth doing in this instance, because, you know, that end part does, it's not bad, but I, just, I don't need to watch Captain America and Iron Man fight. I don't care that much. Plus, there's the whole, it's again... You know, they've talked about this with, with Marvel movies. They've talked about this with other TV shows and things. A conversation could have ended that. A rational conversation. I understand the whole setup is to remove the ability for Tony Stark to be rational. He's exhausted. He's fighting his friends. He's doing all of this. He gets to Siberia, and then he finds this information out. Like, I get that part, but... He's supposed to be the, one of the world's smartest people. You would think that he would be able to understand the whole concept of he. this guy was brainwashed. He was not acting under his own accord. He didn't willingly do any of this. Obviously, that should be, you know, that should mean something. Um, so I will say... <laughs> I'm going to put it first. I really am. Because, you know, the whole thing with... You know, then getting Bucky and you know, snapping him out of it and, you know, him realizing what he did and all of that sort of stuff. Like, I, I do enjoy it. If I had to pick which movie I would go back and watch, it would be Civil War. So I'm going to put that at number one, even over the original Avengers. Both very good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I'm going to go with Civil War for now. All right. Next up, Doctor Strange, also 2016. I was never a Doctor Strange comic guy. Magic, to me, has never been super interesting. Um, you know, yes, it's powers, and yes, but but the whole spells and the Crimson Bands of Sidorak and the Wand of Watum, like, I don't know. It, it's never been. Um, plus, you know, in terms of the comic books themselves, they are very uh, hippy-dippy, you know, crazy psychedelic in nature because he's a magician. He's dealing with this like demonic worlds and stuff. So that kind of artwork has never appealed to me. Um, so the fact that this movie had sort of that inception type thing was good and it was different. And I appreciated the difference kind of movie than it was from the, um, the other Marvel archetype movies. Um, but I didn't love it. Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange is great, and he works great in an ensemble. On his own, 
he's okay. You know, the the origin story is good. The whole, you know, he gets, you know, he's arrogant. He gets injured. Um, you know, he goes to seek someone to help him repair his hands. And this this enters the whole world. Um, you know, the, the weird thing about this movie is the villain through the first 80% of the movie is, what's his name, Caecilius or whatever. Not a strong villain, I don't think. Not a strong villain. A, a wizard, a dark wizard, essentially. Somebody who's trying to be Voldemort. Um, doesn't do a lot for me, you know, and I understand you can't introduce Dormammu in Act 1 because he would pretty much just take over everything. Uh, the end scene is great. Dormammu, I come to bargain. Excellent. I love how they did that. Very creative and well done. Um, but yeah, the movie overall, not necessarily a movie I'm going to seek out. And not a movie with the exception of the I come to bargain scene. Not a movie I'm watching clips of on YouTube. So uh, I look forward to uh, the multiverse of madness because, A, I like multiverse concepts. And, B, it's going to involve Scarlet Witch. And probably, I hope, Vision will be in there in some form or fashion. So, like, there's going to be other characters. Um, so let's see. Doctor Strange. I'm looking right away in that Thor Ant-Man area guardians is better um i would say i like thor better i suppose the scene in the operating room when his astral projection comes to um the the female character rachel mcadams i don't remember her name in the movie christine i think um that part i have rewatched i will admit that uh so i like thor better I think I liked Ant-Man better, but I would say it is better probably than Age of Ultron. So I'm going to put it, what would this be? One, two, three, four, six, seven, like ninth. So bottom half, bottom half. I'd like to point out, I don't know that any of these qualify as bad movies to me. Like Iron Man 3, well, Iron Man 3 was pretty bad. Um you know, they were enjoyable watches to some extent. It's just what is your favorite? Uh, it's like ranking ice cream flavors, you know, or like pizza, like pizza chains or whatever. It's like all of these things are good, which is the best. So we'll put uh, Age of Ultron uh, just behind Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange just behind Ant-Man. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I will watch the opening scene. The baby Groot scene. I will watch the Ravager's funeral for Yondu at the end. Uh, and I will watch Yondu with the arrow. That scene is amazing. Let's let's just be real. That scene is amazing. Um, I like the original Guardians better than the sequel. And the reason for that is... Um, Kurt Russell playing essentially Ego, the living planet. I got lost with that. Um, you know, I know at the end of Guardians 1, they do this whole, like, we looked into your history, Peter Quill. Yes, you're half human, but your other half is very interesting. Um, he's supposed to be Spartan or from Spartax or whatever. Um, you know, like the crown prince of Spartax. But, uh, yeah. Ego is supposed to be a planet. He's not a person. He's a planet. He is a living 
planet. And they do that in kind of the third act, but that's who he's supposed to be the whole time. So that was a little weird. Um, the whole, you know, I've had so many kids, I'm looking for someone to be my successor and we can dominate the world together. That thing was kind of weird. Maybe it's because I have a good relationship with my dad. So the whole father son dynamic was a little weird to me. Um, you know, I like the scene where, you know, Kurt Russell is, you know, monologuing and mentions that he, you know, mentions very offhand that he had to kill the mother and that snaps Peter Quill out of it and you just start shooting him in the face. That part's good. But overall, it's just not, you know, to me, it's again, I should probably rewatch it, but it's it's not as entertaining for me. Uh, so I would say. I'm looking probably in the right, same space. I suppose it has more re- like that that Yondu scene where they put the spare fin on and he controls the arrow, which you see in the comic books. That was great. Don't get me wrong. So I think I'm going to put it just smack dab right on top of Doctor Strange, um, but behind Ant Man. Ant Man was you know, Ant Man was a real good comedy. Ant Man was really good. Um, I liked that. So we'll go there. Spider-Man Homecoming. Wow, 2017 had a lot of movies. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm not a Spider-Man guy. Let's just let's just get that right out on Front Street. I am not a Spider-Man guy. Not a fan. Not a fan. Too. There is too much angst. I am not watching a superhero movie because I want to watch a teenager slash young man trying to balance um, being unemployed, being, you know, trying to balance his relationships, you know, feeling guilty about the death of his uncle. Like, I understand that part. Don't get me wrong. Um, And then also on top of that, you know, should I be a superhero or should I be a good nephew, boyfriend, husband, whatever? That's not why I read comic books. I read comic books for an escape. I want to be lost in a different, you know, kind of world. Um, and yes, I love X-Men comics. The, the, the political, the racial, the allegories there make total sense. Like, I get that. But that's also not why I'm reading those either. So Spider-Man Home- Homecoming was kind of doomed from the start. I like Tom Holland. I think he's a great Spider-Man. He's a great Peter Parker. That part's good. Um, but, you know, like, I, I don't want to watch a high school movie. This is why when I hope they redo the X-Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we don't do the first class, like the first group. Like, I don't want to watch a school. I don't want to watch a school. I don't want to watch Peter Parker, you know, in a high school going on a field trip and, you know, doing that whole thing. Uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture, excellent villain. Fantastic job. And what I love, especially about his character in that the story between that, you can totally and completely understand the the perspective and the point of view of the villain. Here is a guy who is, you know, basically uh, superheroes and all of that stuff essentially puts him out of a job. Like he's he's on like the cleanup if I remember correctly, and I haven't seen it, he's on the cleanup crew, but then essentially damage control, which is a comic book thing, kind of sweeps in and takes over and basically puts him out of a job. And he's real he realizes that if he wants to succeed and if he wants to provide for his family, he needs to 
start dealing in the superhero world. And so whether it's collecting, you know, Chitari artifacts that he can use to make the vulture costume or sell, starting to sell guns or all of that stuff, like, I get where that's coming from. I can put myself in the perspective of that guy and say in that situation, I don't know if I would have done exactly the same thing, but I can totally justify why he did. And then he's trying, he like legit, it seems, is trying to be a good family man. It just so happens his daughter happens to start dating Spider-Man. Um, but the scene in the car is great. The ending is great where he's like, he's not going to rat out, you know, Peter Parker. Like there, there's a redemption story there if they want to do it for the Vulture, which I like. Um, but having said that, it's I, I, it was fine, but these are not the movies for me. Um, so I'm going to put it below Guardians 2, and I'm going to put it below Doctor Strange. Um, and again, this is personal preference. Let me make sure that we know. This, this is my personal preference. I'm not grading them based on cinematic quality and the depth of story and you know, like save that for people who are who claim to be film critics. Save that for the people who want to go on Rotten Tomatoes and write reviews. This is just me personally. How much enjoyment did I get out of that movie? Not a ton, if I'm being honest. Uh, I have no problem with MJ. I think that's a great casting for MJ. She's not a redhead. I don't care. Um, but I'm gonna put that. It seems weird. People are gonna balk at this. It's going, uh, like, fourth from the bottom. We've got Iron Man 3, The Incredible Hulk, Thor The Dark World, and then Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm putting Age of Ultron above it because I like having more characters in that movie. I'm putting Captain America above it because the story was was better, even though I didn't ask for a Nazi-era uh, epic. I'm, I'm putting it down there. That's 13th. 13th. Spider-Man's not for me. Uh, We've done three movies in a row because we're going chronologically, and these three movies in a row are in the bottom half. So thankfully, we have a movie that might actually take the top spot. Let's talk about Thor Ragnarok. The best Thor movie. Clearly the best Thor movie. Um, The best Hulk movie, I would say. Um yeah, and, and it's just hilarious. Like, Thor Ragnarok is great. Is it a comic book accurate Planet Hulk storyline? No. No. Planet Hulk storyline is the great minds of America. Tony Stark, Professor Xavier, Doctor Strange, um, Reed Richards, like the Illuminati, they call themselves. I would love to see that someday, but we're not going to, or at least not as they do it in the comics. Um, but this group of, you know, the, the great minds in America decide that the Hulk is too dangerous to keep on Earth. So they want to send him. The goal is to find an uninhabited, peaceful planet that he can live on and be happy. That is the plan. The plan is to send him to this peaceful planet so he doesn't have to be angry anymore. He doesn't have to feel like the world's out to get him and he can be happy. And instead, something goes wrong, as of course it's going to. He doesn't land on that planet. He lands on a different planet where he is captured and forced to become a gladiator. He has to fight his way out of that. And then now he is seeking vengeance on the people that put him, um, that essentially, you know, kicked him off of Earth and sent him into this, you know, hellish, like gladiator style thing. And then you get, what is it, War of the Hulk? Or Hulk, World War Hulk, World War Hulk. 
Great story. Great comics. Um, we weren't going to get that. They did a very nice job sticking to some of that. Um, you know, he is there as a gladiator. You're not exactly sure how he got there. Um, but, you know, it's 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 the best use of the Hulk, I think. Uh, especially the Hulk and Bruce Banner kind of back and forth. Um, so you've got Thor, you've got Loki, you've got the Hulk. You're introducing Jeff Goldblum, who's hilarious. You're introducing Valkyrie, who's a cool character. Um, you've got uh, Korg and all of that. Oh, my goodness. Is it the best one? Is it my favorite? The end fight scene where Thor gets his power. Because I'm not even mentioning Hela. Like, I'm not even mentioning that whole thing. Odin dies. Hela, the goddess of death, is freed. They're supposedly siblings. Um, she breaks the hammer. Crazy moment. And then, you know, he gets sent off. And that's why he winds up. Like, because she basically just, you know, throws him out into outer space, essentially, if I'm remembering correctly. Um and he's got to escape that and then go back to try to um, take, you know, take over. Uh, the scene in which he gets his power back. What are you the god of? Again, he goes and sees Odin in a, like a dreamscape type thing. And then he, you know, he doesn't have the hammer, but he's kicking butt with the lightning and the thunder. And Loki's fighting and Hulk suplex. Like gives a vertical suplex to Fenris the wolf. It is. It's the best one. It has to be. I can't, like, as much as I like... Uh, Civil War, and I do, from start to finish. Like, at no point do I think, is that also the one with Matt Damon? Is that the one where he returns? It is. He goes to Asgard. Odin's there, but it's not Odin. It's Loki mask, you know, masquerading as Odin, and he's put on a play, and Matt Damon's playing Loki, and somebody else, is it Liam Hemsworth maybe, is playing Thor, Start to finish, I think. I think that's what's going to give it the start to finish. I don't know of any points in that that I like fast forward. You have Scourge, the Executioner. Oh, not Scourge. Just the Executioner. Scourge is a different guy. Scourge was in the Dark World. You got the Executioner. Carl Urban doing a nice job in that. Yeah. Ragnarok's got to be the best one. I, I want to go watch it now. I might go watch it today. Fire up the Disney+. Plus. All right. Where are we? Black Panther. Black Panther is very good. Let's get that right out of the Black Panther is very, very good. Um, the problems I have with Black Panther are the same problems I've mentioned with other movies. At the end, in the third act, it is guy, you know, hero in his suit fighting villain in the same suit. I, I don't need that all the time. However, um... Is it a top five movie? It might be. Black Panther might be a top five movie. They Marvel figured out, and of course Robert Downey Jr. did it from the jump, but Marvel figured out that you could have a lot of action, a lot of humor, and a decent amount of storytelling, and that's the formula. Like, if you're funny with the whole, you know, uh, Shuri and T'Challa's relationship and all of that, you know, I'm not even factoring in the fact that... Um, God, what's his name? What's his name? How do I not remember his name? Uh, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Who played T'Challa? Chadwick Boseman. Oh, my goodness. His name left my head for a second there. Um, you know, the fact that 
uh, Chadwick Boseman has passed away uh, is not impacting me at all. Like, I'm not looking back through those kind of rose-colored glasses. It's a very good movie. You've got the the different kind of groups of Wakanda. You have to look into Wakanda. Um, the fight to try to determine who the Black Panther is. Very, very good. Killmonger is a great character. You've got Claw. Not that he was going to be the red <laughs> kind of weird suit with, like, the speaker on his hand. Like, that wasn't ever going to happen. But, you know, it's a very good movie. I just... I didn't need him to get a Black Panther suit and the, for them to kind of fight each other. Um, you know, the ending, again, it kind of falls apart in there. That whole ending, like, you could have kept Killmonger alive somehow. And in hindsight, maybe you should have. Because, like, people are clamoring for them to somehow either resurrect or through the multiverse, get bring Michael B. Jordan back as Killmonger and have him take over as Black Panther. It's not a bad idea. If you could figure out how to do it. I know Shuri should be Black Panther as well, but figure out a way to do it. Um, I will say it's five. It is better than Iron Man 2 by far, uh, but it is not. To me, I don't know if it's as good as Winter Soldier. So my top five right now are Ragnarok, Civil War, Avengers, Winter Soldier, and Black Panther. What's next? Oh, Infinity War. Okay. It's going to be difficult to, to in my mind, remember which is which. Um, you know, Infinity War and Endgame was one very well-told story, and I understand there's like a five-year blip in between. Um, but I'm going to have to try to remember what is what. So, let's see. Uh, he kills Loki. Uh, beats up Hulk. Basically, they manage to send Hulk to Earth to kind of warn them. Um, we get the Doctor Strange Iron Man thing, which is good. That whole thing. The Children of Thanos, the Black Order, as they're called in the comics. I'm such a nerd. Ah, gotta have your water. Um, that part is good. Um, Ebony Maw has slightly different powers. The one who's the... Children and rejoice, you are about to die from the children of Thanos. Slightly different powers in the uh, comic books, but it would be hard to translate to the big screen, so I get that. Um, you kind of get the, you know, they're looking for Infinity Stones, so they're after the Time Stone, they go to attack Vision, we get to see Captain America, who's now kind of the nomad character, who's been on the run for a while, that was cool. Um... No, Tony and Cap don't see each other because then Tony and Spider-Man and Doctor Strange wind up going into outer space and they do the thing with the Guardians. Um, it's good. It's real good. And then you get the snap. You get the battle. Thor finally makes it back. Oh, he's got to go make a new weapon. So he goes to like the dwarf planet, Peter Dinklage playing a giant. Um, and then these show up the battles in Wakanda. And then... He made, Thanos manages to get all the Infinity Stones and snaps, and there's the blip, and that's kind of how the movie ends, which is crazy. Um, it's real good. It's good from start to finish. Again, you know, not, not a lot of uh, holes. So let's see. I would say I'm going to put it at four. I'm going to put it at four. I think Ragnarok is better. I think Civil War is better. Although I'm not, 
I'll say Avengers is better because it's the first time you see them all together. And there's that moment of there's the fan moment in Avengers where they do the the scene where they circle around and you see them all kind of suiting up and arming up and stuff. And you realize, like, I've been reading these things in comic books and I'm finally seeing it on the big screen like that fan service moment. Um, is good. So I'm going to say Infinity War is fourth. Very good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I'm going to put it fourth. All right. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Are we going to get through all of this or should I break it up even more? Because I've still got one, two, three, four, five, six movies to do. Still haven't seen Eternals. And I don't want to feel like I'm rushing. So I'm going to stop here. We're going to end with Infinity War because there's going to be a lot I want to say about some of these last movies, and I don't want to feel like I'm rushing. So our new top five, we got through, let's see, we did 12 the first time. We did one, two, three, four, five, six. We only did seven in this episode, but that's okay because there was a lot to say about some of these, um, including my yelling about Spider-Man. So we have six more to do. We'll do one more episode in which we rank those six. And then we'll have a definitive list. And then we decide where we go from there. We'll, of course, add the new Marvel movies as we see them. Um, We'll include some TV shows. We'll include some of the non-superhero movies. Just a yabba-dabba-do time for one and all. Our new top five. Thor Ragnarok. Civil War. Avengers. Infinity War and Winter Soldier. So we have changed the, the OG five. The OG number one is now three, and only two of the movies from the first episode are still in the top five now. Uh, what will happen when I add the final six? You'll just have to wait and see, and that's what makes this fun. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, and I will see you the next time we celebrate the joy of ranking, not booking. That comes later.